0: And Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios this is KRZI Waco K222 DC Waco K265 DV Temple ESPN Central Texas it's about to go
1: down in a minute let me touch down I'm gonna get it
2: cause I yeah yeah been waiting all night it's game time
0: it's game time on ESPN Central Texas here's Tom Barfield and Garrett Ross And good afternoon.
3: Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas from the Alan Samuels studios. We're glad you're with us as uh, we uh, rolled through a Tuesday. I was just thinking about uh, 730 this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, we started gathering two of everything. I mean, good gracious,
4: the rainstorm. So ridiculous. I mean, I was sitting at the house and then all of a sudden you hear and And it's on it opened up (laughs) Yeah. so
3: other than that everything else good yeah everything's good so far i wonder how much rain we've had
4: i I really don't know over the last say three weeks (sighs) probably i mean you're probably pushing records honestly i I, will have it seems like there's been a lot of rain
3: i know that so anyway uh so you guys had uh on the matt mosley program the radio one of the radio announcers from from Dallas
4: Baptist huh yeah Brendan smith uh, apparently he used to work with mosley up in the metroplex mm-hmm. and uh they uh, he he came on to talk about it he had that tremendous call on that grand slam last night uh but man a great win by dbu i honestly thought that game was if you just looking at the score early on i believe they were down 5 nothing and they just slowly chipped away at off there was
3: I, I watched a lot of baseball last uh-huh. night There were really some good games and comebacks. I mean, LSU came back to win. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the number one seed was in trouble. T-R-O-U-B-L-E. The Arkansas Razorbacks. Mm -hmm. And they found a way to come back and, and win. And they used the big fly. I think they had three home runs all in the late innings to win the game 6-2, to two, but they were down 2 to nothing in the late innings. I think 6th, 7th inning, something like that. And then the Dallas Baptists come from behind win.
4: Yeah, I mean, and Arkansas, I mean, they've been pushed a couple of times in the Fayetteville Regional, and they still kind of find the way to win, persevere, and prove why they're the number one team in the nation. But you're right. I mean, that, that Nebraska gave them all they can handle.
5: 102
3: home runs as a team this year.
4: Wow. They hit the big fly. They do. And I mean, look at the pitching staffs they're going up against Mm -hmm. in in conference play. It's ridiculous to see what they've been able to do at the plate. So we'll talk a lot of college baseball. And
3: and, and again, Matt Mosley and I don't get in the room and go, hey, let's see who we can get on the program. Right. Uh, Nor nor do you guys. But we happen to be kind of focusing on Dallas Baptist a little bit today. I think it's a cool story. And uh, we're going to have their head coach, Dan Hefner, on the program. Uh, And so... It's one of those weird deals when you start tying things together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the story of, of Matt working with one of their radio guys. Their other radio guy is named Reagan Radcliffe. Uh, he's a Baylor grad. So he he's from he's from right. Waco. Their associate AD, for, uh, who's in charge of baseball, the associate AD at Dallas Baptist in charge of baseball, this is a guy by the name of Nate Freeling. Well, when I started doing Baylor back in 'O two. Uh-huh. Uh, the radio, the, the play-by-play for Baylor in 02, and in, in really my full, first full year was 03. The director of baseball operations for Baylor was one Nate Freeling. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> hang on, it gets better. Fast forward, you know, and I don't know if you know this, but I worked here once upon a time, yeah, a well, long time. Yeah, I know. it been a minute. Yeah. So several, but then I chose to go a different direction, mm-hmm. and I went into sporting goods sales at, you know, the historic B&B Athletics. Yep. And I'm looking for, I mean, I didn't know anybody, you know, in, in, on that side of it. So I'm starting to look for, I called Nate and I said, Hey, Nate, what are you guys at Dallas Baptist doing? He goes, well, come on up and see me. So I, I literally built uh, a relationship with all of those coaches up at Dallas Baptist and, and became their sales, one of their salesmen that called on them regularly. So suffice it to say, I I, I, I know Dan Hefner and met and, and been <laughs> in his office a million times and and so watching the game last night, I kind of you know I was like, "Hey, this is kind of cool for me." You right. know, I, I have a, I under, I get it. I, I know, I, I know this deal here. I know this story, and and it's such a cool story because they're Division Two and everything, right? With the exception of baseball, and they're in the Missouri Valley in baseball, and they're very, very very good.
4: They are. I didn't realize they were D2 in other sports. I just thought mm-hmm. they were uh, like a smaller D1 Mm-mm. school that didn't play football.
3: No, no. They're D2 in, in everything. Men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both their so- their soccer programs, uh, their volleyball program. all of that. But they're very I mean, they play at a very high level. Their track and field team and their cross country team, mm-hmm. they can get it. I imagine. I'm t- so it's, it, you know, so I know all these guys and so to watch the game last night and to know that, you know, hey, Nate Freeling's going to get to go to a Super Regional Reagan's going to get to go. Mm. Coach Hefner's going to get to go to a Super Regional. How cool. And and so I thought, you know what, let's have Dan on the program and talk a little DBU baseball.
4: I thought it was ideal. I mean, just looking at it unfold last night, I was like, man, we got to talk about this. And, you know, looking for people to get. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. you found the connection to have the coach on. That's really awesome. So, uh, and then, you know, we mentioned the LSU thing. How cool
3: is it that – Coach Maneri is is still alive in, in, on, in the baseball coaching ranks. I love it. I mean, it, it, looked, and it did not look promising no. for mean, the longest.
4: For the longest, yeah, you're right. I thought, you know, Oregon gave them all they could handle. Um, you have your Bach. At the end, once it's all said and done, I cracked up. You had the outfielder waving goodbye. He had the Joe Burrow wave like he did to the Longhorns saying goodbye, and Eugene and Tigers are still alive, so I'm happy. And they will play an SEC team.
3: Uh, they will play Tennessee, so uh, it, it will be familiar territory. Whether they win or whether mm-hmm. they lose, I mean, so he's going to go out in familiar territory. Absolutely. Either either in either in Knoxville, Tennessee, or Omaha, Nebraska. One, you know, he's going to finish his coaching career at one of those two locations.
4: And those are locations that uh, Coach Maneri is most definitely familiar with. He really is. And for my all my hopes and purposes, let's let it be Omaha.
3: Well, we'll see. They got to go win two <laughs> games in Knoxville and and see what happens. But uh, it, it was cool. I, I I told you yesterday. I love college baseball, mm-hmm. and, and last night was why. I mean, you just looked around and there was terrific games going on everywhere. I watched a a lot of the uh, Cal Irvine game. Uh, last night, not exactly how I wanted it to go, right. but you know, hey, <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, anyway, uh, we'll get into all of that today. We'll also talk to uh, Jordan Grimm. He's a uh, He's becoming like a regular on this program. But you know what? How cool for Hubbard! And I'm almost positive. I got to double check this, but I believe this is the first appearance by a Hubbard
4: men's team. Mm-hmm. At the state level in any sport, it is. I mean, it, just think about that—the community support that they're going to get. I, I, the whole town of Hubbard is more than likely going to end up at Round Rock.
3: Yeah, are they going to follow me? Because I'm going to lead just, the parade. Just, just tell them down there. Let's go. I'm going to lead the parade, and uh, we'll have the broadcast tomorrow at uh, eight forty-five right here, and that's a.m. By the way, mm-hmm. folks, uh, that, you think your your UIL for that? <laughs> eight. Don't start it, Garrett. Ugh. Don't start getting on the UIL. Oh, I know how. I know your love for the UIL. Hey, eight, well, eight, four, 9 o'clock in the morning. Are you kidding me? That's pretty bad. Yep, eight forty five broadcast time. Nine o'clock first pitch for uh, Hubbard and Kennard. And you know, I was looking, and, and maybe just in my preparation for the broadcast, I think they've had the toughest path to Round Rock. I Hubbard? think they, yes, I yeah, think they've probably. had it over Kennard, over over Fayetteville, and Bloom over Nazareth. And yeah. it, over Nazareth. I, I just think that their path, Dodd City? Yeah. The, what was the number one team in the state? Uh, I just think their path has been, so I, I they're tested is, is oh, my yeah. point. They are incredibly tested. And we'll talk to Coach Grimm about that. And, you know, I know I'm not ex- expecting him to say, yeah, you know what, those other Three dudes had it Mm -hmm. had it easy, because there's no such thing as that. But I do think that their path has been tough.
4: Well, I don't think that's anything that out of the ordinary. There's always you can always draw direct direct lines between easier and more difficult paths. There's
3: always a region, right? in, in, In every sport, male or female that you go, that's the region. If you can survive that yep. region, and I, I don't think there's any doubt it was region two this year.
4: I mean, even looking at the College World Series, mm-hmm. the first thought when we when we broke out the bracket and we're looking at the regionals, you were like, oh, that Notre Dame one's pretty easy.
3: Not pretty easy, but easy. For easier compared yeah, to, the, to the rest. Some of the yeah. rest of them, yeah. I mean, there were some of them that you're like, hang on a second. Now, yeah. this, is, this is for really, really – good teams mm-hmm. uh, that are going to get after. Now, I'm not saying that those weren't, but, I mean, come no, on. No, but, I mean, some are always easier than others. That's there, just how it no is. There's no question. I think and, and maybe because Notre Dame was a 10 and not a top eight. Right. Maybe they did. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know their they're thinking, but I, I did. When you looked at that, I went, there are a lot tougher regionals. Right. Than the, than the South Bend Regional, yep. and there were. I mean, you know, and, and again, I'm not saying Notre Dame's not a bad team. They're a really good team. No, they just had it better Fifty runs, though, come on. Yeah, 50,
4: that's pretty Fifty
3: ridiculous. runs in three games. So, anyway. All right, uh, ten minutes after four. It's four ten This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. When we come back, we will visit with uh, Jordan Grimm, the head coach of the Hubbard Jaggers. That is next, right here on Game Time from ESPN Central Texas.
6: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy and muggy tonight with low temperatures falling to 75 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a very humid day with a high of 93 and a heat index in the upper 90s. And more of the same on Thursday with mostly sunny skies. A high of 93 with a heat index of 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
0: Recently on the John Moore Show.
1: Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983.
7: Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry South, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base, dug out into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at, and they brought the prize home. And we're very proud of
0: that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears ESPN, central Texas. spn radio sports center
4: i'm garrett ross with central texas sports center update brought to you by mcadams and sons roofing check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com baylor's andy thomas was named a finalist for the 2021 buster posey national collegiate Ketro of the year award he is one of three finalists joining louisville's henry davis and florida state's matt nelson thomas has also been named a collegiate baseball third team all-american all big 12 first team and a finalist for the senior class award Gonzaga and Texas Tech will headline a quadruple header at Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix on December 18th, according to John Rothstein of CBS Sport. The other three games will be Georgia Tech vs. USC, San Francisco vs. Great Canyon, and Northern Arizona vs. San Diego. Tonight, the Texas Rangers begin a two-game home series with the Giants. You can hear this on ESPN Central Texas with pregame set for
0: 6.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley and Ross, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 4-15, 15 after
3: 4, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And as we mentioned, the Jaggers will take on Kennard tomorrow morning, bright and early at 9 a.m., 8.45 for the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. And we're joined now by Jordan Grimm, the head coach of the uh, Hubbard Jaggers. Coach, good
11: afternoon. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. How are y'all?
3: Doing terrific. Have we have we arrived in, at our destination of Round Rock, America?
11: Yes, sir, man. We had a good practice today at over at uh, Lake Belton, and just got to the hotel and winded down. We're gonna go get something to eat here in a little bit.
3: Hey, we were talking earlier about uh, you know just everybody's path is always different. To, to get to uh, the championship. And, and just talk about your path going through this region and just the difficulty and, and the caliber of competition within this region.
11: Uh, I mean, you're exactly right. I thought our region was very tough. I mean, it started in the first round, you know, with a really good Blum team. Um, and then, of course, Jonesboro was a very good team. And, of course, Abbott, who's just, you know, tradition rich. They've got they've won a state championship, uh, been to it twice in the last 10 years, you know. And then, of course, Dodge City was really, really, really good as well.
3: You uh, and as we were talking, uh, this is for Hubbard. This is the first time for uh, an opportunity to play for state on the men's side. Uh, do do you worry about your club maybe being a little bit too hyped going into this, or, or are you pretty comfortable that uh, you know that the stage is not too big?
11: Man, I, I feel pretty good with my guys. You know, I, they probably don't even know you know how big of a stage it really is. That's that's what, you know that's kind of the good thing about us. And I mean, a lot of these guys probably have never been to you know state championship atmosphere. And so I think it's not going to be big at all. I think we're going to be ready to go.
4: Is there going to be anybody left in Hubbard, or is everybody going to be out in Round Rock?
11: No, I'm pretty sure the whole, the whole town shut down, so it's, it's going to be a good crowd for us. And
3: I know it's, and I realize it's a team sport, but you, you got to have leaders, and one of your leaders is is the kid that you're going to hand the baseball to. And talk a little bit about uh, No Panay a little bit.
11: Man, Shelby, number one, first and foremost, he's a great kid. I mean, he works extremely hard um and you know one really good thing about him is he's the most even kill guy i got he doesn't get real high he doesn't get real low he's just even kill. i mean he's been really my closer all all year i've kind of limited his inning and so he should be fresh and ready to go and he's also a huge bat for us in our lineup he bats third he's batting over 400 right now i mean he's kind of our dude
3: coach you you mentioned pitching and that kind of thing with with the new pitch count and everything that goes with that, managing how you use your pitchers, it, obviously to get to day two, you got to win day one. But you got to also have you got to have some ammo for day two. So th- there is a fine line on how you manage how you manage your arms.
11: Oh, there's no doubt. But I'm in a good situation. I mean, I've got three, and really, truly, four four guys right now that I trust in any situation to go out there, and throw strikes, and and let let them. Really, truly, and we talk about a bunch, let them put the ball in play and let our defense play behind them.
4: As far as your opponent, Kernard, what can you tell us about them? And do as do they match up? Like, do they look similar to anybody you've seen this year?
11: Uh, man, Kennard, number one, they've got a really good dude on the mound with the Cole kid. Number one, he's going to get up there. He's going to throw, in you know, low eighties. Uh, he's going to pound the zone. He's got a great off-speed pitch. I mean, he's probably going to give us some issues. Um, and you know, I don't really know. I can't. I've, I haven't seen them in person yet this year. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm ready to see. Uh, you know, how are they going to handle the kind of the kind of game that we play? You know, just kind of the small ball, put the ball in play, and you know, kind of our speed as well.
3: And, and I was just looking, and I don't know that it matters at this point. I mean, everybody's good if you're in if you're in Realm Rock, but he does have a very young team. This is a this is a sophomores and in in, in in heavy ball club uh, that uh, Kennard has with I think one freshman, but not very many upperclassmen.
11: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this is their first time in a long time being here as well. I knew they had a you know, really good group last year as well. And, I mean, they're going to be ready to play. They're going to play us a, go- a, great, a great ball game. So we're going to have to play our best ball to beat them.
4: With the game being so early, what's your game day morning routine going to look like?
11: So, we've, number one, we've kind of been preparing for this. We've been practicing at 9 o'clock ever since uh, last Monday. We're, I mean, just kind of getting us in a you know, routine. We'll wake up in the morning probably about 5, 30, six o'clock, eat breakfast, get everybody up, get them moving around. Uh, Then we'll take some BP around 7.30, and then after that it'll be game time.
3: Coach, do you get to go – I mean, I'm assuming you're going to get to hit in the cages, or or is there another facility off-site that uh, you're going to go get some work in before the game tomorrow?
11: Yeah, well, I think they, I'm pretty sure that they've got cages and that we get a hit in, and then, of course, we're going to take, you know, in and out and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, our, our routine is going to be the exact same thing that it's been all year.
3: You uh, you obviously have to, to take care of t- tomorrow before you look to Thursday, but you do have to look to Thursday. So have you started kind of putting some thoughts together on uh, on Fayetteville and Nazareth?
11: Yeah, you know, I mean, Naz- Naz- Nazareth has, you know, one really, really good dude. I mean, he's, he's getting he's up there throwing, you know, mid-80s. He's going to be tough to handle, um, and Fayetteville, you know, they're just tradition, tradition rich. They were there every year, and we went to go watch Fayetteville, and they're just a scrappy, scrappy bunch. I mean, they're going to be tough to deal with as well.
3: Hey, Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, best of luck to you tomorrow, and look forward to seeing you tomorrow down in Round Rock.
11: Yes, sir. Thank you
3: all. Have a good one. That is uh, Coach Jordan Graham, and he's kind of pumped right now, isn't he? I mean, you can kind of tell he's, he's jazzed <laughs> and ready to go. And, and it is a big stage, and when you walk in there, it's a big ballpark. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not accustomed to playing in a ballpark like that. I mean, you're, you're just not. I don't care what level you play on, whether it's 1A or 6A, you're walking into a triple A ballpark, and it's a different animal. It's a different deal, and you, you've got to quickly adjust and as he pointed out to us the other day you got to know that it's 60 feet six mm-hmm. inches from home to to to, to the ma- i mean from the mound to home and you know the the plate's still 17 inches wide and it's 90 feet down the lines and all the stuff is the same but it, so you just got to kind of you know uh, uh, it's kind of like hoosiers you know you yeah
4: <laughs> the basket's still the same height i mean but it's still but it's also one of those things where you're naturally gonna look at it and go, hmm, I mean, we're we're here, right? Yeah. Like we're on the big stage. It's the moment after that, how you control that and just settle in and tell yourself, Well, yeah, we are here, but we gotta take care of business. I, I, and you know, some teams, and I think is one of the mug. Uh,
3: Coach Anderson in and Boskieville, I think they're gonna go watch a ball game there tonight. I think I think the express are playing there tonight before they hit the road. And what a great, what a great idea. Just let everybody kind of, you know, get the oohs and ahs out of the way, sitting from the
4: stands before they go out and play the game. Yeah, I mean, that is a really great idea, and I would hope that the Express, you know, lets all the teams in to, to enjoy that, because that, it didn't, just taking in the atmosphere of a minor league game, mm-hmm. and then knowing that you're going to go out there and play on the same field, that, that's that got to bring you a lot of energy if you're one of these kids. And I'll tell you this, I've done it a million times, I love going to
3: Round Rock, we'll go to Round Rock a ton, uh-huh. uh, the, the price is right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it really is, I mean, it's a very affordable ticket to, mm-hmm. to see, and you You see quality baseball, man. These guys can play at that level. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I I highly recommend going to see a round rock express game. It's a lot of fun. My good buddy, Mike caps is the radio guy there and, Mm -hmm. you know, former Baylor bear first baseman, Tim Jackson's the general manager of the round rock express. Uh, So, and and he's not there anymore, but uh, Clint, Muscle White, who was uh, from Baylor, mm-hmm. was the public addressing address after. so it was always kind of a homey feel right. when you yeah, went down, ties, and, yeah. and you knew you knew <laughs> folks, kind of cool. So, that but I mean, helps. seriously, if you if if you're looking for something fun to do, and you know with the uh, with the loop now, I mean, man, you can be yeah. there in an hour and ten, Pretty hour and fifteen. Easy. So, uh, even the way you drive, so <laughs> it, it, it's 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 a cool deal, and uh, man, I, I hope uh, you know if you can if you can get down to a Round Rock game, do it, but. Well, uh, and I'm and I tell you, I love the baseball tournament. Uh, it, it's I wish they could figure out a way to get all six classifications in there. Four A is the one that plays at uh, at, at UFCU Ditchfork mm-hmm. Field, and I was thinking about that this week. Uh, so they've got that. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I I I don't know how they they're going to work that out with the. Um, with the, with the super regional, regional, yeah, with the super regional, Texas hosting the super regional, so I don't, you know, that's another story. But one uh, A, two A, three A, five A, six A always play at Round Rock. So why is four A different? Just g- working the games in in a week. Yeah, I mean, you've got an additional three games to work in. You know, two semifinals and a final, and, and it just doesn't work. So you got to have a second field and. That happens to be UFCU right. Baseball. Game. Not a bad place. No, it's not. to go. Not a bad place to go <laughs> hang out if you're a four A <laughs> high school baseball player. But nah. uh, anyway, so that's what they do. They play one uh, A, two A, three A, five A, and six A at Round Rock, and then. The 4A games are over at uh, UFCU. But I don't. anyway, so we will have the first game right out of the box. I mean, mm-hmm. the first game of the state tournament tomorrow will be Hubbard and Kennard, and we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas beginning at 845. All right, so 425, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the college football playoff expansion. One of my favorite right subjects, and we do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Recently
1: on the John Morris Show. It's one Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before. Maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night.
0: Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949. Because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
7: What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit for pickup outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Garrett Ross with the ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Baylor's Andy Thomas was named a finalist for the 2021 Buster Posey National Collegiate Catcher of the Year Award. He is one of three finalists joining Louisville's Henry Davis and Florida State's Matt Nelson. Thomas has also been named a collegiate baseball third-team All-American, All-Big 12 first team, and a finalist for the Senior Class Award. Gonzaga and Texas Tech will headline a quadruple header at Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix on December 18th, according to John Rothstein of CBS Sport. The other three games will be Georgia Tech versus USC, San Francisco vs. Grand Canyon, and Northern Arizona versus San Diego. Tonight the Texas Rangers begin a two-game home series with the Giants. You can hear this on ESPN Central Texas with pregame set for 6:30.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM.
3: All right, it's 4.31. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom McGarrett, we're glad you're with us. Our 4 o'clock hour. Brought to you by, as always, Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and we're uh, presented by Good Feet in the Central Texas marketplace near Cabela's. Uh, Gary, we've talked a lot, and I do mean a lot, about mm-hmm. the college football expansion. You know, I'm a huge proponent of uh, of of the playoff right. system and in in improving the playoff system, and apparently, I'm not the only one. That's serious about, hey, let's see how this thing can grow. I, I think it's a, just from a a competitive situation, I think it, it would be, well, right now I think it's incredibly unfair. I, I You do not, there are schools, let's just cut to the chase, there are schools in Division One college football that will start the season in August mm-hmm. that have zero. I don't care what their record ends up being, they have zero chance of getting into that fourteen playoff.
4: No, I mean, that's, None. that's 100% correct. You're None. right. None. So,
3: how can you have a group, a pool of, of teams? Here's a group of teams. Okay, you can, you can't. And, and it'd still be that same group of schools. Right. I mean, if not, throw them off to the side and say, you know what? Y'all go form your own little league and we're going to have our little deal over here and let's go play. But if you're going to tell me that there's equality,
4: in Division One college athletics, you're just dead wrong. No, there's not. I mean, really what it all comes down to is it's money, right? It's about who can we put in here to generate the most revenue to put in the pockets of millionaires. Mm-hmm. That, that's really all it comes down to. Uh, the game itself is irrelevant, and it's, it's crazy that that's where we're at, but... You're right. When you start off, when you look, even last year, you had your teams like Coastal Carolina. You had Cincinnati, uh, Louisiana, and they had great wins uh, against schools in Power Five conferences. Mm -hmm. uh, But when it comes down to it, they're still on the outside looking in. And I think that if you're a a fan, if you're an administrator, player, anybody – on a school who has been left out of this situation, then you're all for the expansion. Go look on University Parks of, Drive.
3: Yeah. Oh, I know. Go look on University Parks Drive. And and I, and I was gonna get to that. And I know it's sour grapes on my part. I'm a Baylor fan. Who cares? I don't apologize for it. We cover the Bears. We uh, were the flagship for Baylor. I'm just asking you, that year that Baylor and TCU were, you know, were mm-hmm. you know, both of them felt like they both had a resume. That deserve to be in the playoff, right? They did. Agree, right? If that's Texas and Oklahoma, is one or both in the playoffs? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But no, see, and, and that's and, the and, thing. And, and the thing about it is, you know, I, I was <laughs> was one of those who went. Surely, you're not going to you, you're not going to discriminate within the league. Well, yes, you are. Mm, yeah, you are. Yeah,
4: you are. Yeah, so, you, yeah, you certainly are. So, what does that say more about? Is that the NCAA as a whole? What what? Why why do they get the pass? I
3: can't tell you. And again, now, remember, I, I, you, I don't think you put this on the NCAA. I put, I think you put this on the college football playoff folks. Little different organization. So, with that said, I, you got to you gotta grow it, don't you? You got to expand it. And, and there is serious conversation right now.
4: There is. I mean, right now, you're leading the charge with uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Uh, you got Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby. Uh, it, it, this is what I really don't like. Notre Dame AD. Jack Swarbrick and then the Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson. They're going to meet in Chicago on July 17th and 18th, and they're going to talk, try to talk about details going into this uh, to expand it. But why is Notre Dame getting a pass? They're the ones who are always getting a pass. Your AD comes and represents you, but why not get the ACC Commissioner? Why not everybody get together? And, Work this because out because they're the most powerful independent in college football. That's but they're why they're irrelevant, they haven't been good in no, years.
3: No, 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 that has nothing to do with this, but it's the money. It's the money. You just answered your own question. I know that's what I that's
4: don't know. why
3: they're always relevant. They're on NBC every stinking home game, right? Yeah, every year. So it's just like Okay, here's the deal. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys. When was the last time they've been a good football team? Oh, but they're man. the most relevant sports organization there
4: is. So it, it's because of M-O-N-E-Y. I I know that. That's where you know we kind of lose the. I, I, I don't know the the. They still have to earn their way in. Let's—I mean, they come do. on. Now. So, but here's
3: the deal. I, you know, I've been—you know—there's there's been conversations about what eight teams, and then I was Six, always, eight, a, yeah. yeah. We're hearing what this article that we're we're looking at today. It looks like the 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 number that most people are kind of circling the wagon around is twelve, which is interesting.
4: It is. So their idea is that you're auto, you're going to get automatic bids from your five major conferences, which I think that's a given. Right. Uh, then you're going to have your what you're calling your group of five teams. Mm-hmm. They'll have a champion come out of that. So which makes no sense. Well, they're going to have their own little playoff to get to this. I would imagine it would be the highest-ranked team of those five conferences. It it would have to be, but I mean, I think this year though, um, was it Coastal Carolina and Louisiana that had the exact same, or Cincinnati One they had the exact same record, so I'm not sure how you would figure that out. And then the other, this is where things get tricky, and this is where things are always going to get messed up. The other six spots will become at-large bids. Uh, This is going to give automatic bids to some of the supposedly some of the have-nots. My thing is, you're not gonna—they're not gonna magically get these extra bids. You're telling me if a eight and three Texas team is sitting there, or eleven uh, to zero Coastal Carolina, that their Coastal Carolina is going to get in over Texas. I'm not telling you anything right now because I don't know. Uh, I'm telling you they ain't happening because of money. Well, and, and it may be,
3: but it, at least this is a far greater—at least. Everybody has a chance. And, and I'm with you. I don't think you ought to look at the, the group of five and go, you get one. Right. Uh, I mean, come on. If you got 12 spots, don't they got to get more than one, don't they? And, again, this is just a blueprint for conversation.
4: No, it is. But the thing is, and the reason I'm saying that they're still getting left out, right, and you're only going to get your one is because every one of your Power Five conferences is going to have your teams who – are sitting at two and three wins, right? And they're brand teams. Like, you'll te- uh, say, Big 12, you'll have, like, your K-States or your Texas. SEC, it's always, like, Georgia or, you know, somebody who's just not – you know, Big 10 is Penn State or something. Those are going to get your – they're going to get a pass – over your Louisiana, over Boise State, uh, just because of their brand, uh, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen with this. It's still no, hang on, hang on, until. hang on, hang
3: on. You're, you're saying a team with four, like a four and eight team, is going get... to? No, I'm saying no, no, no.
4: like a eight and three team out of one of these Power Five mm. conferences are are going to get passes over these uh, these group of five teams.
0: I, I
3: don't think so. I, I think what you're going to have is. If one of the group of five teams is eleven and one, and one of the uh, power teams, power five conferences, has a team, the second place team is ten and two. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. There is no question. That's exactly what's going to happen. At eight and four, I, I just don't think you can justify that. But if they're within a win, maybe even two. Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. But today, if this was the formula today, the the group of five. Would have one more than they had. I mean, and, and I'm not saying this is perfect, but I'm saying it's a start. And again, uh, this is just a blueprint for conversation. They're right. meeting what in Chicago in the middle of July, to ha- and there's going to be a lot more conversations because there. You know, people are going to bring up that that very fact. Hey, only one, oh, really only one, mm-hmm. and you're going to have what six more at right. large. You know, who are they for? Are they all for your power conference schools? Uh, you know, there there may be a conversation there, but at least we're talking about growing because again, with four, you got
4: people in in these big
3: conferences that don't have a chance.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, because right. I mean, to me, that you're Yeah, I mean, you could have easily said that. That's the thing, right there. When you look at the four, it makes no sense. When you have quote unquote five big conferences <laughs> yeah, you, and one lead? of them is automatically out. Yeah. And a lot of times there's two that are out because you sometimes
3: there's two coming out of the right. SCC. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean and it's
4: usually the Big 12 and the Pac 12 who are left out.
3: So anyway, it is a start. So do you have a number? Do you have a number in your mind that you would say this would this should satisfy all college football programs, all alumni bases
4: and all college football fans? I Man, I don't think that that I don't think that number really exists. That's going to satisfy everything for me. I would say probably ten. Right? Like we we put so much, whether it's right or wrong, we always put so much emphasis on the top ten teams. So if that's the case, that's what we're always talking about making the top ten. Then make it ten and let them go at it. And no matter what conference they're in, just or let, take your top just ten, take teams. your top ten. But the problem
3: with that is, I don't want. Me personally, I don't want somebody voting to determine my fate. Right. I want to be able to, in every sport that I know of, with the exception of college football, Division One college football, you earn your way into a championship. You think Sam Houston earned their way into that championship? A they won football games to get there. What's your number? What's your ideal I, I, I'm, number? I'm at 16, and now if you're the 17th team, <laughs> you're probably a little ticked off. I, I think if you – my deal is uh, we're, the ultimate goal is to find – first of all, two things. Number one, to reward everybody who deserves to be rewarded, and number two, to find the very best college football team in America. That You're playing for the championship. Right. I think if you were to use the number 16, then I think with that – I think you could get to. I, I don't think anybody would argue that the best team in the country is in there. And, and I'm sorry, go back and use the BCS formula to determine the at-large teams. I, I, I'm 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 like every conference champion. You're in, and and out of those power fi- out of the uh, the group of five. Why not put them all in? Why not put every conference champion in? So well, there should t- yes. there's ten right. Yeah. There's ten. It still leaves you six at-large spots. Same number they're using right now, correct? Yeah. Nobody gets an open date. Right now in this formula of 12,
4: the top four teams get an open date. They don't play the first round. Well, see, that's another thing with the expansion. Say say we do expand, right, and you add more at the end. How does that shape early on? How does that shape your preseason? Do you go down to having – one, maybe one non-con game and no, they could jump right no, into it? Because, no, all these teams we're talking about, you, you're only affecting 12 teams right now. The rest of them is... Yeah, but I'm saying, if you want it to be a clean slate for everybody, then everybody's got to go into it with the same... Well, they do right now. It's 12. Everybody plays 12 football games. That's what I'm saying. But if you're expanding, then you're going to have to counter that, that somewhere. No, you just
3: are going to play another football game. I mean... There's 12 teams that are going to play to get to the championship. What would it be if you're at 12? Well, the, if you're one of the the, the four getting a, a bye, you're going to play, what, three games. A- and so, again, there's a lot of conversations going on. I'm
4: just glad they're talking about it. Well, yeah, I think people finally got frustrated enough and you you kind of stirred up enough people who have some pool that you're finally starting to see some conversations.
3: And the other part of that is, Here we go. We talk about money all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't think
4: the networks won't be fighting over that deal? Yeah, they will. I mean, they're going to make a lot more money off that than running the whatever something bowl that features nobody.
3: Look, the NCAA basketball tournament is, in my opinion, the greatest uh, sporting event. It is. The greatest sporting event that we have. It is. I mean, when you start watching it, you know, when the field is, you know, when you start watching it on that Thursday, and I know we got the playing games, but come on, when you start watching it on that Thursday, and and, and you're seeing a 15 really push it Mm -hmm. to, it's just a magical deal. It it really is. And then to get down to that, you know, to the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four, then it's... Man, and CBS makes a boatload of money, and so do the schools, and yep. so everybody involved. There's a lot of money to be made in that event. You don't think a field of 16 wouldn't bring a, a bunch of
4: money? Sure it would. It would. And so with your, like, say your, your signature bowls, right, like your cotton, your sugar, everything, do you use those as host sites for these? Y- yeah, you do. And again, I, I like the idea of what they were talking about. They were talking
3: about, uh, in their formula... The top four teams have a bye, right? Then, then you take five in five, six, seven, and eight. Then host, and they host nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. So they're going to play on campus that first week, and then after that, you're going to use your bowl games to to get down to to your two teams. And then, I mean, you're going to get right back because you're going to be right back to where you were. You know, mm. in in two rounds, you're going to be right back to to the, the to four you know to to the top 4 teams so you'll have two two games uh two semifinal games and then a championship game.
4: Well, I think they would make for better bowl games because that would eliminate so many of the players realizing hey, I don't have an opportunity to win a national championship. What am I going to stick around well, for?
3: Well, and it also makes relevant those new year's games that don't have the semifinal games or the right. championship game. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, so Look, there's a lot of work to be done. But it, again, I'll say this: at least they're talking about it, and I would love to see it at sixteen. That's my number. Everybody has a number, right? Uh, you know, and, and maybe you like it at four. Maybe you don't want a playoff at all. There were look, there were people who did not want a playoff system. They liked the pageantry of the bowl games, and they liked the fact that you had. You know, at one point we had two national champions. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it was the same team, but not always. You had an AP and a UPI. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, which was and I want or then once then it was an AP and a coach's poll and you could theoretically have different national champions and I think there are a few times you, you, we we did. But this there's no voting here. Right. Take the voting out of this thing. Take the personal opinion out of this thing. Play it on the field. And you know what? If Texas to state works their way into the national championship game, go for it. You know, or, or whoever, right. you know. And, and that's kind of where I'm at on the thing. I see I, it. I, I, we went all over the place, and I know we did, and I knew we were going to. But So here's what I would like. You can go to our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. Just give us a number. I want four. I want eight. I want 16. I don't want any. I mm-hmm. want to go back to just the bowl system. We. I'd like to know what college football fans in June Think about it. Because this, this meeting is going to take place in July. Yeah. And again, nothing's going to be decided at this meeting. There's just going to be conversation. And they're going to continue the conversation. But it was interesting that it looks like most people tend to favor expansion
4: of the of, a, of a playoff system. I think they do. And I, I think that's something that we're going to see. And it, You're right. I mean, it's... You can't have change without a conversation. At least we're getting that. Yeah, so 662-1660, our CNC Collision Center text line. How many teams
3: would you think would make for a fair and equitable playoff? All right, it is 448. We're a dozen minutes in front of five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Recently on the John Moore Show. It's one Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before. Maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night.
0: Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas
3: elevate your career with a new job at versalift southwest a time manufacturing company versalift southwest occupies a 16 acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts digger derricks and cable placers right here in central texas they are now hiring hydraulic electrical and service technicians all openings start at 17 dollars an hour or more
1: Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply.
7: What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, Don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit for Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco.
5: In the market for a new metal roof,
0: You're home for the Dallas Cowboys, ESPN Central Texas. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group.
3: One final thought, Garrett, on the uh, football expansion, and we just saw it. uh, I guess it was tweeted just uh, earlier today, Mm -hmm. right?
4: Yes. Ross Dellinger said that Sports Illustrated has been told 11 of the 14 college football playoff commissioners are in favor of expansion. So there you go. The, uh, the majority, uh, in majority rules, doesn't yep. it? <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> supposedly. yeah. So, uh, uh, they're saying 11 of the commissioners would like to see expansion. So, there you go. All right. Let's uh, talk about the Rangers. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we were talking about the other day was, you know, building this thing up. Is there that star player right. to build around of that type of thing? And have they truly you know, gutted this thing and started over. Well, we'll get into that in just a second. The Rangers do open up a two-game uh, homestand against San Francisco tonight, 7.05 for the first pitch. Our broadcast begins at 6.30 right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Giants come to town at 37 to 22, and Texas now at 23 and 38. So, the rebuild process. Yeah, I, fa- I found this interesting. And uh, this is from the athletic man, and you know they're getting love all over the place <laughs> right now. I mean, the, I, I saw where ESPN was giving them some love. Oh yeah. Uh, so the athletic, you know, and I'm uh, I love that website, uh, and it doesn't cost much money to to be a part of it. Well worth it. Yep. Uh, so uh, in 2019, <clears throat> excuse me, 53 players played for the Rangers in, in 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 2019. A total of 53 players. Of those 53 players, just eight, just eight are on the current active roster. Wow. So that was just a couple of years (laughs) ago, kids. And so, yeah, uh, they say you got to tear it down first. The Rangers have done just that. Of the 53 players who played for the Rangers in 2019, just eight are on the active roster. Another four are on the IL, Mm -hmm. injured injured list, and two others are down on the farm in the minors. Okay? Now, of the current roster, right, there's been a total of 37 players so far who have played – for the Rangers this season, thirty-seven. Of those thirty-seven, only twelve players have played a prev in previous had played a full season. So just twelve, just twelve have been. Now that means twenty-five haven't 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 done it. Of those twelve, now Ian Kennedy nine seasons, uh, Kyle Gibson the you know the ace of the pitching staff six seasons, Chris Davis five, Joey Gallo two. You know he's not, he's not like he's you know an old man or anything, but you know Bush two seasons, so uh, it, it's not a big number. It's not. I mean, only there's only about three or four guys that have played five seasons or more. Wow, I mean one, two, three, four, five, five guys have played five seasons or more on
4: this roster. This is a young team. I mean, yeah, it's hard. There's no way you can really find a leader to step. I mean, you need to. But it's very de- – that explains why it's so difficult for them to find a leader to step up.
3: Again, I don't know that you need – you may need a clubhouse leader, but on the field, what you need is a superstar. What you need is this is the guy we're going to build the team around. Right. And I don't think he's on the
4: roster right now. I don't either. I mean – Gallo's not a superstar. Connor Falefa's good. But he's not a super. They, they, yeah, they don't have one. Got some good guys. They got, yeah, they, they got, got some good bodies, they got, but they don't have a superstar. They don't
3: have, this is our guy. Like Tatis in San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Yep. You So you build your team around. They
4: don't have the guy yet. Just don't have him. I mean, that. Do you think that's addressed during the offseason? Is that something you try to do at the tr- when it's the trades open up? Uh, but you're gonna <laughs> to go get that guy. You're going to
3: give up a bunch. Yeah. I mean, to, because if he's that guy, he's probably that guy for the team he's on right now. But I mean, you're gonna have to at some point. So I don't know what you do. I mean, you know, you 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 <laughs> you got to go figure it out. I mean, you know, do you do you look? You will trade away, no pun intended, the farm if you're close to winning a championship because it's about winning a championship. But I don't think you start going and just gutting your, your organization for the sake of, of getting that guy. And I, I guess you work within your farm system. They may have some guys in the system now. And then you look at the, to, the, uh, to the amateur draft. I mean, mm. there's, there's several ways to go about this. So, you know, I don't know exactly how you do it, uh, that that's for Chris Young to figure out. <laughs> but I, I'm just telling you, you got to go get you got to go get the guy. But I, again, I don't think you give up. You you give up a bunch of prospects. Uh, you know, quality quality prospect. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, you don't gut your organization to do that because then what are you building with? Oh, true, and you also got to walk the thin line of how do you get a superstar but not give up a, a contract that's going to set your franchise back. You mean like uh, a rod? Slightly. Okay, that might be. Four fifty-seven. We're three in front of five. This is
3: game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hubbard Jaggers Baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Bardfield. Join me this Wednesday as the Jaggers take on Kennard High School in the Class 1A state semifinals. Our broadcast begins at 845 with the pregame show. We'll have all the exciting play-by-play action at 9 o'clock. It's Hubbard and Kennard, and it's this Wednesday morning
10: right here on ESPN Central Texas you're looking for the perfect truck this is your sign to come to freedom country in Colleen and finally get the truck you've been dreaming of the ram 1500 is america's most awarded light duty pickup freedom country in Colleen is the dealership to save big and get a great deal on your new ram freedom country is two stores one location double the selection you can find rams dodges jeeps chryslers and fiats all in one convenient location visit the store or online at freedomcountry.com buy for less in Colleen at freedom country
14: we get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe, I've got the perfect spot for that base. You're the reason we created The Authentic Store, a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession. Everything from game-use baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys. And new items are always being added. Own a piece of the game at TexasRangers.com Authentics.
11: Need a vacation? First Central Credit Union can help you make a splash with a home equity loan. Your home's equity can provide the cash flow you need. It's your choice. Use cash for home improvements, debt consolidation, a new vehicle, college expenses, a wedding, a dream vacation, a medical emergency, or any other unexpected or desired expense. Act now and enjoy no closing costs up to seventy-five thousand dollars. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com for a quick local decision. Loan subject to credit approval and some restrictions apply. Offer valid
14: through June 30th. Member NCUA.
3: Hi, this is Don Marker Join me as we broadcast live at the grand opening of Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room Monday, June the 14th from 4 till 6. Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is located in Waco off South Jack Hulgin Expressway. Join me Monday, June the 14th from 4 till 6 at Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. Stop by, have some pizza.
8: Think of everything you do to provide for your family. A home, food on the table, healthcare, vacations, and saving for your kid's education. It's all good as long as you're alive. But it's only a drop in the bucket of what they'll need if you die without life insurance. <laughs> buying term life insurance is not something you can afford to put off call the term lifeline now for the lowest possible rates on quality term life insurance term life rates are at all-time lows and we can save you up to 70 percent if you already have coverage you could be paying too much one call could save you thousands of dollars we have great rates for smokers too or if you have health problems providing for today is good but it's not enough if you die prematurely call the term lifeline today for a free quote protect your family and see if you could save up to 70%. 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM. That's 866-549-8376. From
0: the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
3: couple of minutes after 5 here at uh, ESPN Central Texas. Game time with Tom and Garrett. We are uh, brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Our 5 o'clock hour, a service of VersaLifts Southwest, a time manufacturing company, currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at 17 bucks an hour or more, and you can apply for those jobs at 7601 Imperial Drive. Uh, 7601 Imperial Drive. Stop by and... And apply at VersaLift Southwest. All right, uh, three after five, 503, drive safely if you're making your way home. Where did you get this article? This is an interesting article, interesting note about college football. We have spent a
4: lot of time on college football today. So this comes from 247 Sports. Mm -hmm. And what they've done is they've put together an article that goes over where they rank the college football's 10 toughest schedules for this upcoming season. Okay, And so... This is kind of intriguing. So number 10 is Michigan. What, and so, what, Do you know what the criteria is? On, on? They're really looking at how many ranked teams are you going to face throughout the regular season. And uh, obviously it's, some of this is speculation because we don't know the top 25 <laughs> right now. You mean to tell me there's, uh, the poll's not out? No, it's not out Ooh. yet. So right. th- th- it's going off of the expectations of what the top 25 are going to look like. So, obviously, Michigan in the Big Ten, they're expecting a lot of teams uh, to be ranked on Michigan's schedule. So, according to 247 Sports, says the Wolverines could play as many as six opponents who are ranked inside the top 25 at the start of a season, which includes a non-con game with Washington. Um, they were supposed to play Washington last year. Mm-hmm. That was one that, remember, Pac-12, Big Ten, didn't play um, early on, so that game got axed. Uh, Michigan's also likely to be favored in. Uh, will not be favored in any of their road games, which includes Wisconsin and Indiana. Uh, Indiana was really good last year, so I, you know, that's one of those programs you need to keep an eye on. Uh, and it says they go. It includes a murderer's row of Northwestern, Penn State, Ohio State over a four-week stretch. So when that they put all that information together, that's what gives Michigan the tenth uh, toughest schedule. Uh, number nine is the Texas Longhorns. Uh, they're looking at playing five, uh, teams in the top 25. It says ESPN's power index considers Longhorns have the fourth toughest schedule. Uh, but this, that they sit atop with the toughest schedule in big 12 play. Uh, they should be favored in most of their contest, including the opener against Louisiana. That's one. I mean, we we've seen Mm -hmm. Billy Napier and Louisiana are really good. They, They cannot overlook them. Uh, so that's a tough game to keep an eye on. They're also considering the showdowns with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State and Iowa State, and they're also looking at their games against Arkansas, which should be fun, and TCU as not being easy games as well. Well, that
3: is a tough schedule.
4: It is. Uh, This one kind of caught me off guard. Rutgers at number eight. Uh, Rutgers is going to face five teams that are potential top 25, uh, which include Northwestern, Penn State, and Indiana, and uh, those are all on the road, and they'll also host Ohio State and Wisconsin, so yeah, that's... That's definitely one to keep your eye on. Uh, the defining stretch is going to come in November uh, when they can do a 2-2 split to become bowl eligible going into the, the season. So we'll see what happens with them. Mississippi State, number seven, they're looking at uh, the Bulldogs playing five teams ranked in the top 25. They're going to open up with Law Tech, and then they're going to face a five-game grinder over the next six weeks, which include uh, games against North Carolina State, and Memphis, as well as the SEC slate. Uh, They'll have Texas A&M and Alabama, and then they'll go up against Ole Miss and Auburn back-to-back, and they're saying they desperately need to win one or two of those games to become bowl eligible. South Carolina comes in at number six. They're looking at facing five teams in the top 25. Says the Gamecocks will be a double-digit underdog in several of those games. They have a new coach this year coming over, um, so that's going to be something to keep in consideration at Shane Beamer. He's going to be the first-year head coach. I says Beamer could take as many as four top 20, face as many as four top 15 teams during his inaugural campaign, including showdowns with Clemson and Florida at home, road games against Georgia, Texas A&M. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be difficult. Florida State comes in at number five. Uh, They open up against Notre Dame, who they're expected to be a top 10 team. Uh, Then they'll also have road games against Florida, Clemson, and North Carolina. Uh, And they are saying Florida State's schedule will be the toughest in the ACC. Uh, Number four is Ole Miss. They open with uh, a game against Louisville. And then they have road games at Alabama, at Auburn, along with home games against LSU and Texas A&M. But you can't overlook their game in November. It's a non-com game against Liberty. We all know how good Liberty is. Uh, This one right here. Poor Kansas. Number three Jayhawks, they have the, the Jayhawks have the third most difficult schedule according to two four seven sports. Wow, new coach. Um, so th- they have they're going to take on Iowa State uh, and Texas, who should be ranked uh, on the road, as well as um, Oklahoma State. You'll also take on Coastal Carolina, and TCU, and they have those are all road games, and they'll have to host Oklahoma. So yeah, all of those games you just mentioned are on the road. Yeah, yeah, and then OU at home. That's that's brutal. And to me, that should probably be the number one.
3: And again, this is a team that's got a new head coach. And, all and just, new, it's a yeah, mess yeah, it up is there. A, yeah, they got problems.
4: Uh, number two is Auburn. Uh, they're looking at facing five potential top 25 teams. They go to Penn State in September. Uh, and Then they take on LSU and Georgia in consecutive weekend battles in October. And then they got to wrap it up with Texas A&M and Alabama. Number one, your Arkansas Razorbacks. They're looking at facing six teams. Uh, that are going to be in the top 25 road games are going to include Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, LSU, along with that uh, matchup with Texas in the non-conference game. So That's going to be interesting. I like Texas and uh, Arkansas playing. Uh, I really wish that all of the teams would kind of get back to doing that. So this should be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, that's an old Southwest Conference matchup, and it will be a lot of fun. And I'm glad they've got a home and home going. All right, uh, 5.09, nine minutes after five. Coming up uh, in a few minutes, uh, we're going to visit with Dan Heefner. He is the head coach of Dallas Baptist. They won a big ball game yesterday coming from behind. And with the win, they win the Fort Worth Regional. And now they move on to a super regional at a neutral site. They're going to play at South Carolina. South Carolina will not be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be Virginia who yep. won uh, a, a, a the, the, won the seventh game of that regional in, in the uh, the the regional in South Carolina. They had a rain situation yesterday, so they had to play today. So it was the last game no. finished up in 4-3, Virginia, a winner. So we'll get to that, uh, and we'll talk with Dan Heifer about his DBU club. All right, I want to take a second talk about Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're open. Uh, man, they are open for you right now. You can check them out online at shortyspizza.com, shortyspizza.com. And, uh, they, uh, you know, they'll deliver. They got Grubhub and all that kind of stuff, and they will deliver. But don't you want to
4: just go hang out, especially on a day like today? i would i mean there's no better atmosphere for pizza you go into shorties uh you have numerous drinks you can choose from you have you can watch a game in there you can go out back uh they have plenty of activities for you to do outside um, so yeah, I mean it's an ideal place to go in and eat. Got all your favorite drinks. Yep. Got all got them on tap too, mind mind you. And of course
3: uh, they've got uh, pizza. and They've got wings. And then for Garrett, they've got salad. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm <laughs> just kidding. But you say the salad's even uh, just uh, it's a nice meal in its own right.
4: It really is. I mean it, it's a really big salad. Uh, they have multiple ones you could choose from. But the ones that my wife and daughter get come with a little bit of everything: peppers, mushrooms, mm-hmm. all the the fixing on it, so it's definitely a good salad. And everything
3: is fresh, folks. Dough is made fresh daily. Marinara is homemade. The toppings that go on the pizza, the burger and the sausage and all that kind of stuff, made in-house with no filler, no additives, and no artificial flavoring. You know, they started in 2011 and they are cooking with Crisco. That is a fun place to hang out and a fun place to go have a great meal. They're at 12th and Bagby. And uh, you know, Four Baylor Lumps uh, just said, "You know what? Let's start us a pizza place and let's do it right." And that's exactly what they did with that New York style pizza. Again, 12th and Bagby. Here's the phone number. It is 254-235-2646. If you want to call in your order for Shorty's Pizza Shack, 254-235-2646. It's Shorty's Pizza Shack. This is a Fox
6: 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy and muggy tonight with low temperatures falling to 75 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a very humid day with a high of 93 and a heat index in the upper 90s. And more of the same on Thursday with mostly sunny skies. A high of 93 with a heat index of 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
9: put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. We get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat
14: would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe I've got the perfect spot for that base you're the reason we created the authentic store a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession everything from game use baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys and new items are always being added own a piece of the game at texasrangers.com authentics
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Richard Car Buick GMC Cadillac. You'll find no better selection of new and pre-owned vehicles in Central Texas than at Richard Car Buick GMC Cadillac. Nine hundred West Loop Three Forty at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. Baylor's Andy Thomas was named a finalist for the 2021 Buster Posey National Collegiate Ketra of the Year Award. He is one of three finalists joining Louisville's Henry Davis and Florida State's Matt Nelson. Thomas has also been named a collegiate baseball third-team All-American, All-Big 12 first team, and a finalist for the Senior Class Award. In college football news, Alabama and Oklahoma State have agreed on a home-and-home series for the 2028-2029 seasons. The tide will travel to Stillwater in 2028, while the Pokes head to Tuscaloosa in 2029.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. 516 16 minutes
3: after five. Todd Barfield, Garrett Ross. Glad to have you with us here on a Tuesday afternoon and again yesterday. Oh, man, a a terrific day for college baseball. Uh, Lots of uh, nail biters in these regional championship games. And we're joined now by Coach Dan Hefner of Dallas Baptist, the head coach of the Patriots, as his DBU squad wins a a, a big ball game yesterday over Oregon State to advance to a super regional. Coach, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for joining us and congratulations.
15: Thank you. Great to be on today
3: coach talk a little bit about the ball game yesterday obviously you you guys got behind kind of got behind the eight ball five to nothing and then uh, it looks like Zane Russell comes in and starts throwing up zeros for you
15: yeah it was not a good start Um, obviously everybody's super excited and opportunity to go to a super regional but didn't get off to a good start for us we're down 5-0 and you know, kinda we had an inning spiral out of control, three walks, and error led to four runs, and then we kinda I thought we were having good at bats, but twice we had first and second, nobody out, we ground into a double play, three double plays in the first five innings. So, um it's like if it could go wrong, it did go wrong early. And it, then um
3: No, I'm sorry, go ahead.
15: Um, yeah, zane Zane Russell comes in, he starts putting up zeros for us and then the the turning point, we get a guy on base, and then Ryan Robleski hits a home run. And that just kind of, you know, that sparked us. And I think kind of just changed the tide of the game. And everybody kind of felt like, all right, you know, 5 0, everything's going wrong. To 5 2, we're right back in this thing. And um, momentum kind of went to our side, and we ran with it. What
3: was, the, and I was going to ask you what the mood swing or what the mood was, rather, when you were down 5 0. What was it like in that dugout?
15: Um, I mean, it was still fine. We've got a a great group of guys. We've had a bunch of comebacks on the season. So they truly do have a belief that we can do it. And we we even had a real big one um, in game two against TCU. We were down by four runs in the seventh there um, and came back and beat them. So there's always a belief. They're not going to give up. Um, You know, it's still a, you know, a positive vibe in there. And, you know, just talking to, you know, I heard, Hey, we're doing it. I heard that over and over and over. So. Um, I think you have to have that belief in order for it to happen. and um, But it kind of just takes it takes one guy getting something done to really spark it, and that's what Robleski did.
4: Coach, what was your initial reaction when Andrew came up and hit that grand slam? Um,
15: initial reaction, like just, you know, you, immediately it's like we're on top. Because first you're just thinking, and I talked to him before that, like, hey, we just need a – you know, just line drive approach here, you know, base it, we just need to chip away is is kind of the mindset. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're up by one. And as the coach, your thought immediately goes to, you know, bullpen pitching six more outs to go, you know, who are we going to, who do you need to get up defensive change? You know, how can we strengthen our defense here to, to hold this? So um, there's really no, no celebration time. It's, it's immediate thinking about, okay, next pitch, what do we need to do? Um yeah, that's kind of where it goes to right away. You don't you don't get to celebrate until the game's completely over.
3: Talk a little bit about how your team has responded over the last couple of weeks. You obviously you played well in your conference tournament and you played well here in the in the regional.
15: Yeah, we've they've really done a great job here down the stretch. Like like everybody, a lot of adversity this year. Um, you know, we were real excited about our team coming into it and then you know, we had some COVID issues, kind of midway through. We were um, really started clicking, I thought, and we're playing well. And then all of a sudden, bam! It hit us, and it went fast. Um, so we had to cancel a whole week. And then we probably we should not have played the second weekend either. We only had nine position players going into the weekend series, uh, but we didn't want to we didn't want to miss two weeks in a row. So we decided to play that. We lost two of three. Um, so just we weren't in a great spot, kind of midway through the season. Uh, but then in, you know, kind of sputtered again the next week. And then all of a sudden, bam, like, I think we, you know, got our feet back underneath us again, kind of had the whole team back and healthy um, and really went on a roll. Second part of the year Um, did a really nice job during conference play won the regular season by four games. So we won that pretty early. Um, And then the conference tournament played extremely well there, swept through that. Um, So, yeah, it was a, a good finish to the year and, the guys really continue that into the regional tournament. And
3: I was just looking. It looked like you played a lot of doubleheaders. I guess you were kind of forced into that situation because of, uh, because of COVID maybe?
15: Yeah. So what happened to us was um, we, we lost a ton of games. You know, you schedule two years out. And then all of a sudden, you know, leagues start making these decisions. It was kind of November, even early December. So the first one was the Big Ten made the call to go conference only We lost the weekend series there. The Mountain West expanded theirs. We lost a couple series there. And then our league decided to go to a four-game series. Um, So that, you know, essentially we had to cancel our midweeks. We couldn't play four games on the weekend and then play all the midweek teams we play or Big 12 SEC. You know, if we're playing four and they're playing three, that would have put us at a big disadvantage from a pitching standpoint. Um, So we kind of just made the decision, all right, let's, we want to get in as many games as possible this year. We want to try to get to 56 um, as close as we can. And we thought our best opportunity to do that was to play four game series every weekend. Like we're going to have to do in conference. And we also thought that would prepare us well for our conference schedule um, at the same time. So that's kind of what led to that decision for us is, you know, we lost last year and we wanted to play as many games as possible. And we thought that'd be the way to do it, but man, a four game series is a, that's a challenge, um, you know, to play the Friday night game and then have a double on Saturday, come back one more. You know, a three-game series, is that's tough and a grind. And when you get to the end of that weekend series, you're pretty beat. So four games was tough, but I, I think it was great for us. Um, I think it, it forces you to use more of your pitching staff and really develop some depth there. So I think that was a really good thing for us and paid off here in the regional tournament with the number of guys that we used and guys who – had been in big situations and had experience, so um, yeah, not not the norm, but um, definitely glad we got to play as much as we did.
4: Coach, y'all are the only active team with forty-plus wins over the past seven seasons. What do you think is the key to that consistency?
15: Um, it's a great question. Obviously, it starts with getting great players. Um, so our you know, recruiting coordinator Dan Fitzgerald does an outstanding job along with our other coaching staff. Of, And our big thing is just trying to find guys that's the right fit for us and our program. And so to answer your question, how have we been consistent, We, our whole philosophy as a program is development. That's what we are completely bought into and sold out to is helping our players reach their full potential. So that means we got to find guys that have talent, but also the character, the work ethic, the drive, just baseball rats is the type of guys we're looking for. And it's a just our university, the setting, all those type of things. It is the perfect place for guys to develop. And I think that's how we've been successful year in and year out is just getting good players, but then they come in and they get better. And they totally sell out to it. And, and just kind of a, a culture too, like, you know, guys with really high character who, you know, are sold out to development, but also completely selfless. That's a big, big pillar of our program too is humility and being about others and not ourselves. And um, the guys that bought into that and it, that culture just gets passed down year after year after year. And it's really neat how the older players pass it on to the the younger guys. And then it, you know, just recycles over and over. So that's kind of been our thing. And I think to me, what's led to the success is guys just being sold out to getting better and being great teammates. And um, it's really fun to watch them.
3: Hey Dan, I, I know you were you've been obviously locked into what was going on in the Fort Worth regional, but this year in, in in regional play it has just been crazy. Just how offensive these regionals have been. Notre Dame scoring fifty runs in three games, and it seemed like every night when you turn you know turn sports that are on, it was 13, 15, 14. There was a lot of offense in these regionals. Did you did you get that same sense? Yeah, I was,
15: I was, you're tracking all the other all the regionals. It's just it's a great time of year for college baseball and it's exciting. And yeah, the, the number of home runs, how offensive it was, um, and, and big ones too, like the number of kind of game winning grand slams and walk off home runs and, you know, Tennessee and Vanderbilt and Arkansas. And then, you know, Virginia hits a walk off home run today, just extremely exciting. You know, I think college baseball is at an all time high, just the number of programs that are investing in it and, great coaching staffs. And, and then obviously this year, the talent level with you know, COVID and the, the seniors getting to come back and the draft being shortened. Um, I don't think college baseball has ever been better. And it's just really neat to see that um, just everybody getting to see how good it is and how exciting college baseball is as well.
4: And you mentioned Virginia. That's your next opponent. How do you like how your team matches up with the Cavaliers?
15: Um. You know, we're kind of we're really digging into them right now and getting a scouting report. Obviously, great program, great tradition, great history. Um, you know, looks like second half of the season, they've been playing really, really well. Uh, they're always going to pitch it. They've got an elite arm at the, the top of their rotation that's, um, I think, third in the nation in strikeouts. So, um, you know, to me, it, it's all about our, our focus all the time, but especially this time of year, it's like we've got to play our game. And we've got to do what we do well, and when we do that, we've got a great chance of winning the ball game. So we're going to get a, the best scouting report we can on them, but our focus, kind of day in and day out, is just we got to do it the Patriot way and keep focusing on, you know, doing what the things we have control over. We've got to do a great job with those. So, um, you know, as far as how do we match up with them, to me, it's all about who plays the game best on that day wins. And I think that's baseball in general, but especially this time of year.
3: And your your super is going to be played in Columbia. That's interesting.
15: Yeah, very interesting. Uh, like a lot of things this year, you got to you know roll with the punches, and um, you know that's just kind of how it worked with the COVID protocols and those things, and how they had to put in um, regional hosts early and make those decisions early, and they made the decision that they had to stay at those places. So, uh, never been there before. I know it's a great ballpark, and. Uh, we're just thrilled to still be playing, so don't really care where it's at.
3: Hey, coach, we appreciate your time again. Congratulations on the on the uh, dramatic win and, and uh, over Oregon State, and winning the Fort Worth Regional. And we wish you uh, and your ball club all the best this weekend as you as you take on Virginia.
15: All right, thank you. Really thank appreciate you having me on. Talk to you soon. Uh,
3: that is uh, Coach Dan Heefner from Dallas Baptist University, the head coach of the Patriots, and again, uh, they'll be taking on uh, Virginia, and that is the uh, one and uh, of the eight supers. It's the one that's going to be played at a neutral site, and again, you you kind of heard him talk about protocols. Mm-hmm. They designated what twenty potential regional hosts, and sixteen obviously right. uh, were were named, and then. Th- th- of those sixteen, they—that's where the eight super regionals were going to be played at, at one of those sixteen sites. So uh, that is how I, I think Virginia was a three seed, mm-hmm. and I think DBU was a three seed. So that's how those two three seeds match up over to over to Columbia, South Carolina.
4: Does does Virginia playing in that? playing in that stadium have any advantage or is that just doesn't matter? They'll know know the bounces off the wall and things like that. So, yeah, they'll have –
3: but they'll get in there on Wednesday or Thursday uh, of this week and, and, you know, they'll get some practice in there and they'll they'll figure it out and get the lay of the land. Again, for me, (laughs) 60 feet, six inches away is where the pitcher stands. You got a guy throwing strikes and locating – you know that's that's what it's going to be about. All right, five twenty nine. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, we've got man, we and we just we just Garrett. I, you know, I leave this up to Garrett, and he. Uh, just, no, sir. <laughs> oh, <sorry.
4: laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so it's on my phone. Is what you're saying? Yes. All right, so I've we've got, and man, these are good ones too. We've got a six-pack of tickets for tomorrow afternoon's game with the, with the Giants. Ooh. A six-pack of tickets, okay? Not a family pack. And then we have a family pack of tickets as well. So we're going to make it simple. You want to go tomorrow, and if you can get out of work, play hooky, call in sick, whatever, quit. I don't care. Quit, <laughs> And you want to go check out uh, Texas and San Francisco tomorrow afternoon. It's a 105 first pitch. Uh, so you, you, we, we'll take the third caller for the six-pack and the fourth caller for the four-pack. Or something like that. First, caller three and four, and we're going to let caller three pick. You know, if they want to go to, if they want the four pack Mm -hmm. or or the six pack. So we got a family pack and then we got a six pack of tickets. Caller three and caller four. And here's the phone number 254 662 1660. 254 662 1660. Caller three, caller four. We're going to hook you up with Texas Rangers, San Francisco Giant tickets right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hubbard-Jaggers baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Bardfield. Join me this Wednesday as the Jaggers take on Kennard High School in the Class 1A state semifinals. Our broadcast begins at 845 with the pregame show. We'll have all the exciting play-by-play action at 9 o'clock. It's Hubbard and Kennard, and it's this Wednesday morning right here on ESPN Central Texas.
10: If you're looking for the perfect truck, this is your sign to come to Freedom Country and Colleen and finally get the truck you've been dreaming of. The Ram 1500 is America's most awarded light duty pickup. Freedom Country and Colleen is the dealership to save big and get a great deal on your new Ram. Freedom Country is two stores, one location, double the selection. You can find Rams, Dodges, Jeeps, Chryslers, and Fiats all in one convenient location. Visit the store or online at freedomcountry.com. Buy for less in Colleen at Freedom Country.
9: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof.
14: We get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe, I've got the perfect spot for that base. You're the reason we created the Authentic Store, a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession. Everything from game-use baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys. And new items are always being added. Own a piece of the game at TexasRangers.com Authentics.
2: ESPN Radio
0: Sports Center.
4: I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Brought to you by Richard Car Buick GMC Cadillac. You'll find no better selection of new and pre-owned vehicles in Central Texas than at Richard Car Buick GMC Cadillac. 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive Exit in Waco. Baylor's Andy Thomas was named a finalist for the 2021 Buster Posey National Collegiate Catcher of the Year Award. He is one of three finalists joining Louisville's Henry Davis and Florida State's Matt Nelson. Thomas has also been named a collegiate baseball third-team All-American, All-Big 12 first-team, and a finalist for the Senior Class Award. In college football news, Alabama and Oklahoma State have agreed on a home-and-home series for the 2028-2029 seasons. The tide will travel to Stillwater in 2028, while the Pokes head to Tuscaloosa in 2029.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com time for the grab bag with Tom and Gary on game time
3: alrighty then First of all, congratulations to Clem Torres and to Bryson Magnus, winners of baseball tickets to see the Rangers and the San Francisco Giants tomorrow afternoon in the Get Out of Town game. So uh, I think that we've got them emailed. I did it in a hurry. Right. (laughs) So I think now – so, uh, Clem and and, and Bryson, if you don't get these in the next five or ten minutes, uh, call us back and yeah. we'll, we'll get you fixed up. All right, grab bag. Here we go. Uh, this weekend, Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas, 10 a.m. Don't forget, it is the Heart of Texas Fellowship of Christian Athletes Victory Bowl, and we'll have it for you. Johnny Tusa and I will have the call beginning at 945 Saturday morning with our pregame and the mm-hmm. kickoff at 10 o'clock. So, there you go. Look forward to that. Uh, we mentioned this. Uh, I think on uh, on uh, SportsCenter, but uh, uh, Baylor's Andy Thomas was named a finalist for the 2021 Buster Posey National Collegiate Catcher of the Year Award, uh, and uh, he and Henry Davis of Louisville and uh, Matt Nelson of Florida State are the finalists, and they'll go to Omaha during the College World Series, uh, and then they'll announce the winner of that deal. And you know, I heard John Morris saying Johnny Bench was the best catcher ever. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. It's you look like a Pudge guy. I I am a Pudge guy. He was the best. (laughs) He was good. Uh, good. They were both really, really good. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, And you mentioned this earlier, but uh, congratulations to Oklahoma and also to 10th ranked Florida State. Number 10 Florida State. They'll meet in the Women's College World Series. Oklahoma lost on opening day and then worked their way through the losers bracket. To beat James Madison in the uh, championship of that side of the bracket to get to the championship, pretty Pretty remarkable. Pretty
4: remarkable. Look, I I can't be the only person who thought this after the game last night. Odyssey Alexander, she pitched another tremendous game against Oklahoma, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you see the Oklahoma coach go over tell her a good game. My initial thought was, are you are you saying you should come be a Sooner next (laughs) year? Do you have extra year (laughs) of eligibility Uh. available? don't do it. I'm telling you, that was my initial thought, man. Well, in, in today's
3: world, who knows? That I mean, was so but, funny. Uh, uh, New York Giants, the former New York Giants head football coach, Jim Fossil, passed away at the age of 71 from heart complications uh, in Las Vegas. So, uh, he, he, you know, he he guided them to the Super Bowl, I believe. Yeah. So. But Coach Fossil has passed away at the age of 71. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? In... in you know this may be a show subject but we'll get into it later but there's Oops. still conversation uh in in Japan about the japanese citizens wanting the olympics canceled and so this is the okay so we're talking about next month the month of july there is the summer games and, and there's just a lot of negativity Going on as you know with with the COVID situation, I don't think the vaccination ha- has reached Japan quite like it has here in well, the U.S. Of course not. So uh, there is a lot of conversation among the the citizens of Japan about having the games postponed or
4: canceled. I mean, I, I think they're right. To be concerned, if they don't have the access and we see how bad India has been hit. I mean, it's it, I get their concern. I definitely do. But to me, it's what do you do this late into it with an event that big? Well, and, But if you read the article, there's the, the
3: protocols of the things that they are that they're doing to protect people. Uh, it's 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 really I mean, there is a lot of stuff that goes into this. Uh, that they're doing to protect uh, to protect the citizens and, and to protect the athletes and, and the volunteers and all that uh, that are cons- that are uh, involved and you know I haven't read all of the 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 stuff and I don't know if every athlete has to have the vaccination uh, I'm sure but they I, would I, but I'm sure that the the vaccination has to be part of the protocol when it comes to, uh, you know, traveling internationally like that. And I don't care if you're traveling as an individual or as a team. I mean, you would think that that would be part of the protocol.
4: No, it would. And I mean, every year with the Olympics, it's, it's always something. This is just, you know, what we're at this year. But you know, I get that concern. But to me, you're right. Everybody that's going over there should be vaccinated.
3: So, uh, so you know, I just I saw that and I went, hmm, that's interesting. Cornerback uh, Cameron Kinley he, he had his request. To, uh, to to delay his uh, his US Navy commission to play in the NFL and it was the, the request was uh, was denied and he signed to think a free agent contract which is interesting to me i mean you know there there's a there's a pro and a con to this thing i mean listen you by de, by by saying no that you you can't delay your 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 commitment that that you made To the U.S. Navy, you're saying, "Hey, you can't play professional football," right? Which is probably that kid's dream. On the other side of that coin, when you sign to play with one of the academies, you know that you have a commitment waiting for you after graduation. So there's, I mean, I don't know that there is a right or a wrong in this thing. I think they both they may be both right and they may be both wrong.
4: Yeah, uh, but at the same time, if your ultimate goal is to go play football in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're going to choose 9 times out of 10 a different route than going through a service academy in my Maybe opinion. that was his only uh could have been his only uh,
3: offer I mean, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you really don't know. And again, he was, he, I think he was undrafted. I think it was a free agent deal. But nonetheless, I mean, I get his point. You know, He's not asking to not serve in the United States Navy. He's asking to delay his service and allow him the opportunity to try and play professional football.
4: But we also know, I mean, how that works. You, right. can't, you can't delay it and then be, I don't know, like my age to try to go in. They're not going to take you. Well,
3: and, and, but some guys have had their uh, – You know, and that's what they were saying. There was, his, his, I think his handlers or whatever. They had a list of guys who have had their, their, you know, their, uh, their, their, they've been waived. Yeah, not delayed. Yeah, I mean that you know their commitment to to their to their particular branch of military delayed until they were through trying to play football. How about this? How about come up with a steadfast rule? That this would, is the rule. Yeah,
4: I mean... For if you, if, all branches. Absolutely. I mean, if you do one for... Yeah, then it, it, there's then there's no reason he shouldn't get it. And again, uh, the young man's not asking to...
3: You know, he's not trying to opt out of serving his country. Uh, he's he's just asking for it to be delayed. Mm-hmm. But then again, as you point out, when he signs his letter of intent, I'm sure it was made very clear right. after your four years... You know. You have a commitment to... To your particular branch. So anyway, all right. Uh, it is 5:43. You know what? I'm in the giving mood. You are. I ate there today, by the way. Double R old fashioned hamburgers. I ha- I had me a burger and I had and I went back to the regular bun. I think I think I'm just going to rotate just back rotate. and forth. Yeah. Uh, so you you know uh, if you'd like to try a couple of cheeseburger baskets on us. We've got a couple cheeseburger baskets absolutely free. Amendo to Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers for caller number 5 at 662 1660 254 1660 Caller 5. We're going to hook you up with uh, some cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers and your friends here at ESPN Central Texas.
1: Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are a Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook.
7: What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, Don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit for Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco.
0: It's like I blinked and suddenly all my business shifted to e-commerce. Business is changing. USPS is changing with it. Find out how at USPS.com slash new routes. The United States Postal Service. Priority you
10: you're looking for the perfect truck this is your sign to come to freedom country in Colleen and finally get the truck you've been dreaming of the ram 1500 is america's most awarded light duty pickup freedom country in Colleen is the dealership to save big and get a great deal on your new ram freedom country is two stores one location double the selection you can find rams dodges jeeps chryslers and fiats all in one convenient location visit the store or online at freedomcountry.com buy for less in Colleen at freedom country
0: You're home for the Waco Lions. ESPN Central Texas. 5.49
3: and congratulations to Steve Kennedy. Steve won a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. All right. Uh, it is 11 away from 6 on a Tuesday evening. Man, I'm, I'm uh, kind of jazzed.
4: I'll uh, be talking to you in the morning from, uh, from Round Rock America. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to listening to this game and hopefully – could pull it off and then, you know, go on and get your state championship. Absolutely. Wish the uh, Jaggers
3: the very best in the morning. Wish the Bulldogs of Bosqueville the very best tomorrow night. They'll play tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We could have a couple of Central Texas state champions in high school baseball by, uh, by Thursday evening. That'd be pretty cool. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm all for it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Many thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock, but we'll talk to you in the morning from Round Rock right here on ESPN Central Texas.